you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for LAist's new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We are where we eat. We'll go behind the scenes of LA restaurants. The kickoff event is May 22nd. Tickets at LAist.com events. Studios. From Elias Studios, this is How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos. I'm Gab Chabran, and we're here for another cheap, fast eats installment. K-Town After Dark. It's what the audience wants, what the audience needs. <laughs> Back in the 30s or something like that, it was a pretty thriving area. The Ambassador Hotel, the Coconut Grove, a lot of like ballrooms devoted to like big band music and everything like that. This is our first dinner together. Gob and Brian season two. Hey, <laughs> I love that. After the Korean War, a large Korean population started to inhabit the area. What you have is sort of these large ethnic enclaves Asian and Latino, sort of inhabiting this historic part of Los Angeles. I will say that as the night progresses, more of a sweet tooth I get. And I will give you bonus points if we get something sweet. Okay. All right. I think I can make that happen. There's a lot of older style buildings, a lot of postmodern architecture. I'm thinking of that sort of iconic KFC building. Oh, yeah. They all seem to kind of coexist with each other. So that feels very L.A., So these places, are they really actually open late, late? For me, late is like 12, 1, where you're coming out of a bar crawl and you're like, I need to sober up. I'm a dad. Late for me is 8.30. So depends on who you're talking to, I guess. Okay, we're definitely different scales, (laughs) y'all. I'm just trying to give the audience what they want. Sure, definitely. And we will give them quality, cheap, fast eats in K-Town after dark. Let's go. Okay, so where are you taking me to first? I'm not taking you to the KFC, unfortunately, this time. (laughs) So we'll have to save that for maybe once we're off the clock. Totally. But uh, first, we're going to head up Western for some smash burgers. Welcome, guys. This is Love Hour in Koreatown. My name's Jimmy Han. Love Hour is a smash burger establishment. Kind of started as a pop-up, and it has since morphed into like a a takeaway window kind of burger situation. We popped up right before the pandemic. Okay. We just soft opened over here our brick and mortar. And last week they opened up a bar and that's why we're here. We like it dark in here, nice and sexy. It is love hour, right? Yeah. We serve natural wine and very good local craft beer. Right now we've got homage on tap, one of my favorites from Chinatown. Amazing sours and a Saison Spritz. And in the back, we have a little back patio. How's it going, guys? This is our chef, Chef Aaron. What do you recommend that we try off the menu tonight? Definitely got to get burgers. Burgers all the way. Everything on the menu is good, but the burgers are the standouts. If you guys are hungry, double. If you guys just want to snack on something, single's the way to go. Can we do a couple of doubles? Do you guys have the fish fillet? I really want to try the Let's get a um, nine-piece nugget also, and some pickles, and some fries. Two doubles, fish fillet, the sauces, fries, and nugs. You guys good with that? Yeah, perfect. Give us a couple minutes, and I'll call you guys' name. Okay, sounds good. 
You guys covered all the bases. For the old heads like myself, Jimmy actually used to own another establishment there called Beer Belly. Yes, we know them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beer Belly just kind of, you know, had its time and now it's time for something different. We make our own love sauce. We make our own pickles in-house. Smash burgers have a nice char, little, little meat skirt. That's always fun and different. It's technically American food, obviously, because it's, you know, cheeseburgers, of course. But it's Korean-American owned. And I thought it was a great example of sort of the current generation in K-Town. I'm from Koreatown, born and raised. Koreatown has always been vibrant, alive with so many restaurants, so many bars. You know, I was clubbing in K-Town when I was 15. I've heard we have the highest concentration of liquor licenses in one area. It's right below Hollywood, east of Beverly Hills and the west side and uh, west of downtown. And then if you just go south, you hop on the 10 freeway and you can basically get anywhere in LA. So it's been kind of this central hub for a lot of young professionals, a lot of creatives, artists, musicians, actors, starving actors, stumble into a Korean restaurant where the whole menus in Korean and no one speaks English, but you know, you, you point at some pictures and you try some good food. And you also have some taco stands around the corner somewhere. The oh, the right? best, uh, for sure the best. So it's, it's always been a nice mix of, of course, the Latin community and Korean community. What is your go-to drink here at Love Hour? Give My go-to drink? For sure, it's it's that Saison Spritz from Homage. All right, y'all, cheers. Saison Spritz, hey. To K-Town. To K-Town After Dark. The love hour mm. at K-Town After Dark. <laughs> this is like such good, like, I'm having drinks food. I usually, when I'm like a little tipsy, I go to McDonald's and this is a nugget and this is perfect. The fries are really delicious. I gotta try this fish sandwich, okay? Oh, yeah, go for it. That's what I'm here for. Excellent flavor. Texture's bomb. I like there's cheese on it, too. Good old American cheese. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Yeah. No sendbacks? No. No. <laughs> Just for more food. Okay, yeah. yeah. well, you guys are gonna have to come back tomorrow for that, too. <laughs> So, fun fact, I used to live in K-Town for several years actually, and one of the amazing things about K-Town is just the mixture of cultures, of ethnic groups, of people who are homegrown Angelinos to people who just arrived to LA. What I really tried to do with this installment of CFE is encapsulate some of the diversity in the neighborhood the Asian Latino contingents, and then we also have a lot of young people, like yourself, when you were living there. I wanted to find food that was representative of those different populations. So we're gonna hit up what I consider to be the beating heart of Oaxaca, California, Gelaguetza. Ooh, an iconic place. For those who don't know, it is the spot in K-Town. It's a party, dude. It's the Latino kids running around, you know, being loud. But it feels very L.A. too. It's all about coming together, families. Galaguetza is the must-go-to restaurant when visiting, moving here. And I say that because I think Galaguetza is well-known by anyone who lives in L.A., no matter, like, 
you're black, Latino, you know that it's good Oaxacan food. If you've lived here for more than like two years, you have not been in Galaguetza, you're kind of like fail. Hashtag fail. Vamos a uno de los chapulinas a la carte. Uh, si puedes hacer uno chilo relleno solo? Una pieza? No. Sí. Entonces... My name is Brisa Lopez and we are at Galaguetza restaurant in Koreatown. I took over the restaurant with my siblings about nine years ago, eight, nine years ago. So a little bit of a backstory. I grew up with Galaguetza around me. It was not as fancy as it is now. It used to be like a smaller place, but we used to come here for fancy meals. And we used to know it was a piece of Mexico. I just came back from Mexico. I went to Vallarta, Ciudad Mexico, um, Veracruz, all very different cuisines. Yeah. We're eating Oaxacan food. I'm sure in a specific region in Oaxaca, because also Oaxacan food is not just one thing. No, it's not. There's seven regions, very different. Clayudas, for example, they're very valley. They don't really have many clayudas in the Isthmus or in the Mixteca. The flavor of our mole is very different. Our cecina, our chorizo is very different. And there's certain things that they have that we don't have. Like I don't have garnachas y ismeñas. We don't have molotes made out of plantains. The food of Oaxaca is just so massive and so diverse. And we just focus on the Valley of Oaxaca. But even if you go through a menu, it's so big. We've tried to see like, how can we get rid of one dish or that dish, but none of them really make sense for us to get rid of because every dish that we have here are dishes that we grew up eating or that my parents grew up eating or that just have become LA. You know, there's so many kids like me that couldn't travel to Mexico throughout their elementary, throughout their middle school, or even to now, who didn't know anything about their food culture, who knew nothing about the food history. And the only place where their parents could take them to and say, this is how I grew up eating, was this place. We're talking a lot about Oaxaca right now, which is wonderful. But uh, we're here in Koreatown, and you essentially kind of grew up in this neighborhood. You run a business here just as a business owner, but also as a community member. Tell me what it's like, you know, the diversity between brown and Asian residents kind of living together and, and, and what that all kind of consists of. Growing up here, I never started ask Koreatown. Most of this area was all Salvadorian, Central American, and Oaxaqueños. My dad opened the restaurant in the mid-90s in the original location on 8th Street. When we opened this location, this building is the first Korean restaurant that was opened in Koreatown. It was a Korean buffet restaurant before that really solidified Koreatown in LA. So then we took it over and for so many years, I would say a decade, these old Korean women would come into my restaurant, look confused, 50% will make it to the table, look around again, and 50% of those would like, walk away, that 25% that was left will ask if we were still a Korean buffet. But eventually, we realized that our foods are very similar. Our seafood soup, that was like a banger with them, or beef stew is very similar to a lot of Korean soups. So once they got here, we just offered what they liked and what they loved. That's when I really became really in love with everything Koreatown. I keep hearing from my Korean friends and Korean counterparts that there's better Korean food in Koreatown than in Korea itself. I've never been there and I'm not Korean, so I can't say anything. Chicken picadillo, chorizo with mushrooms, marinade pork, and Oaxacan cheese. Black mole chicken and chile relleno. I do want to bring up 
prices and how some people view as Mexican food should be cheap, right? I'm sure that you guys have changed your prices over the years, especially as the economy has changed, as you have expanded your restaurant. I just want to know like your take on cost of Mexican food and particularly in Oaxaca, because that's what you specialize in. People go to Oaxaca and have a great clayuda. They're like, oh my gosh, this is wonderful, beautiful, the most amazing thing. Now that person is probably buying this clayudas from the local clayuda maker. They're buying their asiento from the best asiento maker in the city. I don't know what the cost of a clayuda might be in American dollars, maybe $3? And they come to Galagata, they're looking for a clayuda and say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you're charging $15 for a clayuda. Like, you are ripping people off, trying to get rich. There is not one restaurant owner out there who owns one restaurant who is rich. That's just facts. Especially one that abides by every single labor law possible. I have to bring the clayuda from Oaxaca. I import it from Oaxaca. I have importing costs. When I make my asiento, I have to make my asiento for scratch, which takes a day. Paying my kitchen staff way above minimum wage per hour to make just the asiento. Then I have to pay to make our beans, and our beans are imported from Oaxaca as well. Then I have to bring our quesillo that's imported from Oaxaca. Then I have to hire butchers that have to make my meats from scratch. And then I live in LA, and I'm paying LA rent. So all that to say, there's no such thing as cheap food in California if you're doing things right. If you're paying rent and if you're paying people the way that you're supposed to pay people, there's no way you can serve something for less than a certain amount of money. Like there's, it, it, just, it doesn't make sense economically. I think there's an entire new generation of, of Latinos who are growing up being so proud of who they are that now they're understanding, oh shit, like no, my food is valuable, therefore I need to pay for it. So I think that's definitely changing, but I do think we're at a tipping point where I'm still getting these comments. All right, I really want this taco. Um, which is a taco de qué? Let's eat. Where are you taking me to? I guess it would be considered a Korean street food. Are we getting dessert here? Corn dog. <laughs> corn it's a corn dog. dog. And I guarantee you've never had anything like this before. There's rice paper involved. There's cheese. It's, it's a lot of things happening all at once. Uh, God. Okay. That's strike two. One more. And I don't know if we were going to invite you back to Hot to LA, dude. Like, strike Surprised two. I'm only on strike two. <laughs> The corn dog batter is sweet, though. That's the thing. Yeah, so, it's like a pancake thing almost, right? In a sense, yeah. So we are at California Market Plaza on Western and 5th. On the bottom is a really great Korean grocery store. We're on the third floor. There's lots of tables to sit at, different restaurants, kind of like a little outdoor mall vibe. Very K-Town, uh, which is another reason why I chose it. It is a chain, which I know is fairly atypical for cheap fast eats, but I thought that it was a unique enough place, something new to try, especially in K-Town. Alrighty, y'all. That's all the time we have for you today. The crispy rice dog may be cute because it's, you know, rice puffs. Mm -hmm. Also the enjoy me, enjoy me, enjoy me dog. Yeah. Is it like enjoy me or is that Korean? I think it's probably Korean. 
Special thanks to Bricia Lopez and the whole crew at Gelagetza, Jimmy Hahn at Love Hour, and the delightful crew at Two Hands. And then there's the potato dog too, which also has like a tater tot texture on the outside. That was made for the Latinos who'd be eating like hot Cheetos. This is what I love. This episode of How to LA was produced by Evan Jacoby. Our other producers are Megan Botel and Victoria Alejandro. Should we just do the mega box? I'm not going to eat a lot. That's okay. Our engineers has Meek Pagosian and additional support by Brandon Bowles. Erica Washington writes our newsletter. Our social media producer is Chris Farias. Our executive producer is Megan Larson. And I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. Mmm. Mmm. It's a rico. Yeah. Like... It's not an ordinary corn dog, you know? It's almost like sourdough, you know? And there's like rice flour involved too. There's obviously the potato, you know? Special thanks to Gashabran who hung out with us today for our edition of Cheap Fast Eats. Thanks, Brian. Be sure to check out my LAist article for more coverage on K-Town After Dark. And where are we going to next? I'm not telling you. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I just want to note that God deliberately did not choose a sweet one because he said he didn't care for me. That he didn't care for my sweet tooth, so... I'm pretty sure when I was ordering, you said, I don't care what we get. A couple of times, both on and off mic. (laughs) Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.